0: Love Talk Radio.
1: everybody, what a lovely day it is to be at Beyond the Gate Radio. Today is Sunday, May 22nd, 2001, and you're listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. And I'm your host, David M. Baker, with some nice background music, of course. And my co-host tonight is my lovely wife, my angel, Sherelle Baker. Sherelle, welcome to the show, and how are you doing tonight? I am doing wonderful. I'm glad that uh the busy week is over and I'm glad to get back into calm Sunday afternoon. Yes, yes indeed. The busy week is over and another one will start. So we better enjoy the time in between while we can. Well, I wanna briefly announce tomorrow because we're having a special show tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, about 10 a.m. Pacific time, we're going to have um, we're going to have Rachel Park Delaney. She's a clairvoyant medium from the UK. She's going to be on our show 10 o'clock in the morning because her time will be about 6 p.m. But today, today we have a special guest. We have Alma Myrtle, and she's known as Alma the Seer. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her before we bring her on. She says on her website that I am a seer and a spiritual medium. People often ask me how I got this way. The answer is that I was born this way. When I was a little girl, I discovered that outside of my five regular senses, I had extra senses that tuned into what other people could not see, feel hear, taste, or touch. I also discovered that I could feel the physical pain of others and in turn help them to match their physical ailments with the, uh, that of their emotions. And, and I think that's a pretty good gift. To me that's like an empathic gift. And I think that's uh, that type of gift you've got to be really good because you have to handle a lot of issues and energy there so I have to admire her for having that gift and she goes on to say for much of my youth I was unable to handle what some refer to as my sixth sense however as I grew older I learned how to balance my extra sense for the rest of my uh, state of being I am often asked what belief system I follow the answer is my beliefs are based on my own spiritual perspectives and my life experiences Also, because I was brought up in a family that consists of many different faiths over the years, I have been able to merge an expression of each of those belief systems with my own spirituality. In doing this, I gained an even deeper understanding of why we must all recognize that everybody channels the same creator. Even more, we must understand that this great being acknowledges everyone as equal to one another. The knowledge that I gain from each of my experiences and perspectives draws back to one simple truth. Peace stems from knowing that only love is real. I believe that lifetimes spent on this planet should be acknowledged as brave journeys for us all. I also believe this to be true for animals, plants, and other new Uh, non-human life forms that exist here on earth. And, you know, of course she's right. Every living thing has a soul. So I have to say she nailed that one right on the head. Each time we acknowledge the love within ourselves, we take a step towards strengthening the love that each of us has for all life forms. This is also a huge step toward peace on earth. Kingdoms and great presences run through all of us. Know that the answer to everything you will ever need to know about you is inside you. And you know what? She thinks along the same lines as myself and a lot of other uh, spiritual people. And I think that that's amazing. I, I've had a chance to chat with her a few times. And um, wait till you hear her on the air. She is really good. And that's why I want to have her on the radio And I'm not going to waste any more time talking about her when we could have her talk to us instead. So without further ado, Sherelle, would you like to bring our guest in and welcome her? Absolutely. Hello, Alma.
0: Welcome to the Beyond the Gate Radio. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. You're right about the week being really busy. It was really intense, but... I got through it. <laughs> I'm
1: glad. I, I I'm just glad that that part is over, and that uh, we had a wedding to go to, baby shower, crazy. So.
0: Oh boy, <laughs> baby showers. The energy of baby showers. I I think I've only been to two of them in my life, and I I just I couldn't stay at both of them. I had to leave early, but. The small time that I was there, it was just really intense. All that motherly, baby energy is just like overload sometimes, but it can be really fun. That's true. That
1: yeah, is- it can be fun. My wife doesn't mind if I go to baby showers, but she prohibits me from going to bridal showers, and I said, why not? She says, because when we go to the bridal shower, you know, and you're there, I don't want you to wander back to the shower. you got to stay away from there, so I just don't go to bridal showers at all, you know.
0: Of course, that's my excessive humor. that's funny, yeah, I actually just finished a week of doing probably every little loose end task that I hadn't been I wasn't able to get to last month, and um, I'm still not truly done, but I'm caught up enough to the point where I can begin tomorrow and through the rest of the week and not be as busy as it was this week, so I had a couple of clients. Went really well. Um but they were very intense uh meetings so I really had to wind down and uh just try and do a lot of busy work just in my room, very um relaxed busy work just to get my mind off of it and lower my energy. It was just really intense. So I'm feeling good. I feel like I accomplished I get a straight A for this week. <laughs>
1: Good for you, and I like to hear good news like that. Now, since this is the first time on your show, and and the show will be listened to over and over again because it will be archived, we'd like to know a little bit about you. Now, as you stated, you've had your gifts all your life. Is there a particular time, place, or way that you discovered that there was something different about you? Any particular moments in your life? Um.
0: Well, I knew pretty much from the beginning when I started school, preschool, I remember, and it really, really started to stand out in first grade. But it wasn't a problem for me until I reached fourth grade when I entered Catholic school and – um I had a lot of things going on in my family that I picked up on and I wasn't happy to begin with. So I believe that when people who have this ability, as intense as I do, when there's trauma going on, the volume gets turned up. So everything is magnified and we pick up on everything. So being an 8-year-old already going through some trauma and things in her life, I was picking up on everything. And I remember one time in middle school I raised my hand and it was and I was answering a question that nobody knew about but the teacher it was a rhetorical question and it had to do with it had to do with history and religion and I do I really wish I could remember what it was but I answered it and there was just dead air in the room, and it was just like, what is she talking about? And nobody responded to me, nobody said anything to me, and my teacher just ignored me and just moved on to the next topic, and I really wish that I could remember it. I I said I wasn't going to mention this unless I could remember the question, but that was probably one of the most, the biggest highlights in my life of, oh my gosh, I'm not like everybody else. I I don't, I'm really not, like everybody else. And then the second time is the one that I do remember and that I do talk about is our school was being renovated in Catholic school, middle school, and we couldn't stay there. And our field trip, oddly enough, was to go to a cemetery. I was secretly excited because ever since I was four years old, I was completely fascinated with cemeteries. I would run off to cemeteries by myself, sit there, and do what I had to do, color, draw, just walk around, pick up on the energy, connect with whatever energy felt comfortable with me, and then come back home. Well, we got there, and our project was block printing. And I'll never forget, I had so much fun when I was there. We basically spent the whole day there. And then I got home, and for three days after that, I was completely disoriented, and I did not know why. My mother was, she was like, what's wrong with my daughter? She started crying, and then that's when she kind of began to tell me that, You know, this is genetic, but I never had it like the way you have it, and Grandma didn't either, and she didn't know what to do, and I was having all these nightmares, and I had all these weird energies in my room and following me around, and I had spirits coming out of my wall. It was really intense for me, but um, it was also some way for me, quietly, to say, well, you know. This isn't going to go away, and this is part of me, and most of me really likes this because this is me, and there's nothing wrong with me, but the other part of me really hates this because it makes me too different, and I'm in Catholic school, and I'm being told one thing about people like me, but I'm not those things, and I feel another way, so I really got kind of confused, so I just kept quiet, and it was really my little secret, and I just walked around with it, and I said, well, you know, I know I'm not a bad person, and I know that these things are not happening to me because I'm, I have a problem. So from that moment on, I think what happened was I kind of made this pact with myself to keep it to myself and to keep this part of me as um, reserved, uh, preserved as much as long as I could until I could come out. Into the world as an adult and do this on a large scale because it's been something that I knew I had to share with the world from the time I was. I could. I knew I had to do something with my life when I got older, which was I guess the age you right. start thinking about what you want to do is could be like anywhere from three to five. I don't know. So. Um,
1: yeah, that's amazing. Way, and you know, I find yeah,
0: yeah,
1: a lot of people grew up like I wasn't into the catholic religion like every sunday and catechism you know all the time it was occasional but you know there i uh, discovered that the religion you know i don't follow religion right now but i've studied different religions and i'm i have an open mind and mm-hmm. i don't think that any religion could be like totally perfect with all the answers even what I do, of course not. I don't have all the answers either. However, there are certain dead ends you go, and there's no more information, you know, like in a religion. There's not enough information, perhaps, or something. You get confused, you know, so you start researching outside the box. And, right. And so that's pretty much what you have to do, you know. And I wanted right. to ask you uh, about your gifts, and all, what exactly is it? Can you tell everybody uh, what type of, like, do you use clairvoyance or clair- claircognizance or what exactly do you do You know, what, so people know exactly well, what type of a practicing psychic you are or see? Or well, rather.
0: I, I kind of blend them together. I mean, I kind of can't help it, really. <laughs> spirits um, are always around me. I'm always seeing and feeling um, an <clears throat> energy of spirits. And so what I do and how I'm learning to bring both sides together is I just kind of just say a prayer before each meeting and I ask God to bring in the spirits who need to communicate with me. But I also ask Archangel Michael to guard me from negative energy and negative spirits um, that could latch on as well. And I ask for uh, the clearance of my chakras and I ask God to clear my channel so that I can hear what God wants me to tell God wants me to relay to myself as I'm doing the reading because I still need the comfort too, but also to the individual. And um, as long as I go in clear, which is always, because I always pray before and I always pray after, um, it comes through. And, and that's really, I believe very strongly that we don't even really own the way we get our information to a degree. I feel like all the beauty is so connected, and because it's so connected and beautiful, that is God, and that's why God is in all of us, and we are able to channel God in the most beautiful, unique, different ways. Um, And so when I'm doing a reading, and it's the information is coming out and people are feeling good and they're understanding, I'm thanking God at the same time for the clarity and really for my ability to bring this information out in the way that I do because I believe in compassion um, in my readings and I believe in um, helping the people that I help understand as much as I can help them understand why they got into this position, how they can get themselves out of it, They can look back and see what they did wrong or what they could have done a little better, things like that. Not wrong, but did in order to get themselves in the the negative position that they're in. So my readings are really, it's information, but I make sure, I want people to see the core. I want people to go and understand that, you know, When you're coming to someone like me who's legit and who's who's been doing this and is a professional and takes this very seriously, you can't expect quick fixes. I don't even get quick fixes for my things. If I pray for something and then I get the impression I have to do a little work in order to get that, guess who has to do a little work in order to get that? Me, I have to. Um, but I also try to help people understand that it's going to be easier, if anything, after leaving me, maybe not right away, after leaving me because you see uh, what it is you were manifesting and what was in your energy field that you could not see. And I helped you to see it, and I brought it out, and we talked it out, and we talked through it, and... Um, I think what's great is that people are becoming so much more open to the work that I do and the work that other people like me do because I'm getting a lot of people who are so willing to ask questions instead of just kind of assuming in a nasty kind of way, whereas a long time ago, and even growing up, you know, people just kind of assume that going to a psychic is a quick fix, and I'm like, well, if you want that you're going to have that in mind and possibly end up going to somebody who's going to tell you something that you might think will work because you just went to them to fix your problems, but that's probably going to make more work for you because you're asking, you're basically asking the situation to take care of itself on its own If you, when you do things like that. so That's, that's really right. You're not, you're not
1: really a quick fix, huh? You just, yeah, you just give and, them some and, uh, guidance when they need it and you can't walk their path for them, but you know, you can right. help them get going and, and so forth.
0: And, so if and you're, says,
1: you're good
0: no, at I'm what having... you do. Thank you. <laughs> well, if someone says to me, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm having trouble with this particular relationship that I'm in, I'm not sure if I really can trust this person, you know, then I tell them what, what it comes out, what I see, and, um, And I always say, actually, before, please make sure you know that you're ready to hear things. Because if you're not ready to hear something and it comes out, I feel really bad about that. But at the same time, you made the effort to say, you made the conscious decision to say to yourself, I have to come to this, I'm going to go to this person to get the answer that I need. But that used to happen to me and people would get mad at me as if I was the one who, created that or would say you have it all wrong and the truth is i didn't have it all wrong it was just their perspective of it was didn't match mine and i try to let people know that you know i'm just speaking about what i see and i used to get in trouble for that growing up all of the time they would say oh you're such a big mouth you keep saying things that you're not supposed to be saying but see i do that now for a living and Fortunately, a lot of people truly appreciate it, so I just try to let yes, people know that this is what I do. That's <laughs> good, and
1: I appreciate that, too, and, and I know because the first time I talked to you, I I cornered you at the end and asked you to, you know, tell me what you see about me I just ask you to give me a, a quick mini-reading of anything that stood out, and you did. You didn't back down. You gave me a reading, and it was a really okay. good reading. I was really amazed, Aww. and that's one of Thank the things that you're. wanted me to have you on the show even more, and, you know, coming from me, is, <laughs> you know, I mean, because I'll tell you how it is, and you were right on, so that that was really Thank good, you're. and I want the listeners to you. know that uh, I did get a good reading from her, and tonight, you also wanted to speak about Indigo Children. Since we have limited yeah, time, like you to want to feel like jumping on that?
0: Sure, yeah. I just want to touch briefly on it because it's such a big topic now. Um, But I do want to say, I want to talk about indigos, but I also want to talk about just children in general. Um, So many children, and I'm saying so many because I do believe that most children are very psychic, very intuitive. I noticed something the other day, and this is an example of what I'm talking about. A lady got on the train with her daughter, and she immediately commanded her to sit down. And so normally you would think, okay, that's fine. She doesn't want the child to stand up and the train rocks and then the child falls. Well, the little girl hesitated, and she did not want to sit down. Now, this would have been between me and a man that was next to me, but there was enough room for her to sit, and it wouldn't have been crammed. So I knew it wasn't me because she wasn't looking at me. I didn't feel like the problem was me. I was really relaxed and I was reading, and there were no negative energies around me at the time. So I was fine. Um She hesitated. She didn't want to sit down. Her mother's like, sit down, sit down. Finally, the daughter gave in. She sat down, and she's like, I don't want to sit. I don't want to do She's coming up with all these things she really didn't want to do. She felt so uncomfortable that all she could do was really run her mouth and ask annoying questions and annoy her mother. So I sat, and I waited. I said, let me see what she does. What the mother does The mother didn't do anything She just kept, you know, trying to calm her down And stop her from asking questions and whining And finally the girl stopped The man next to her Who was the man next to me before she sat down Started talking to her And it just weirded her out The little girl's face changed so quickly She just kind of yesed the man to death And just kept minding her own business And bugging her mom And I'm like, the guy wasn't, he wasn't mean, but he was just an older man, and I think that she just felt creeped out by the fact that he was speaking to her, and he was being so, he just zeroed in on her. And it just, it was like, oh, my gosh, I totally have to talk about this, because I know people have seen this before. A parent tells another, tells a child to sit down in, in next to a a stranger, and the child is like, oh, gosh, not this, you know, and they kind of have to do it. So I just want to say to anybody who's listening who has children or is around children a lot or just is interested in what I'm saying about kids and intuition, kids don't, They make-believe when they're playing, but a lot of the times children aren't make-believing when they feel like they don't want to go a certain place or sit next to a certain person or go into a certain building or something like that. And it can be quite damaging to a child to constantly block, uh, smack down that that feeling that they pick up on that they're uncomfortable with. So I think the best Mm -hmm. thing for people to do, if they have... If they know that they're going to be good about it, if say, what is it that you feel? Tell me what you feel, because that's something that my mother was able to do with me starting in middle school when I really started coming out with it. Like, what do you feel? What's wrong with you? Tell me how you feel, and pretty soon... She would have, let's say, a friend over, and if my arm felt funny, I would say, my arm is numb. When I stand in front of him, I feel very weird. My hand my, was in my arm, and, you know, a few days later, the person would get a heart attack. It was something like that. So I was able to speak about it, but unfortunately, I struggled with it so much that I wasn't always able to come out with it to hurt and in front of people at school and friends, so I held it in a lot, and then I stopped I stopped believing that I was okay with this, with this thing that I have. Well, what I revert this thing that I have, these senses that I have? And it became a problem as opposed to some a way in which I could express my soul, express my spirit and the reason why I'm here on this planet. So it's very important to acknowledge that women's children because they need so much validation. And they get so much validation from us even when we don't speak to them. So if we're speaking to them and we're blocking down their intuition, it's just like, well, you know, what do I do now? I'm this kid and I'm picking up on these things, but they're telling me I'm making – it's make-believe. It's actually their reality because children are so very truthful. So – That's what I want to say about that. I
1: believe that young children, you know, all the way up to about maybe 6 to 9, depending upon what environment they're from, they come with their natural abilities. They haven't been taught differently yet, so they trust, you know, just like an animal does, their instincts and everything and what they're getting, and they still have a partial memory from the other side. Once they start Mm -hmm. getting older and people, uh, well, the the only word I can think of is brainwash, you know, but, you know, maybe fill their minds with uh, information that's I call more it doubt ego-based.
0: I, yeah, I call yeah. it fill their mind with doubt because tainted. children, yeah, children to me and through my in my perspective, children are so, they're just, it's their reality. And when you fill someone with doubts about their positive and and normal reality that's when you have a problem that's when you become
1: mm-hmm. that's when it
0: becomes a problem for the person and that's what happened to me and it got to the point where it was just it just kind of rotted over. When I got to, And when I got to college, that's when I was like, I'm going to work on making this correct within myself because it's not going away. It's getting stronger, and I can help people with this. You know, like I, I can't just sit in my room all day and wonder what the heck I'm going to do with myself. I know I have to do something with this. I just have to. And that's when I started working on myself, and that's the next topic of people who do this for a living and do this to help people. This is... I'm oh, talking about legit, genuine people who have a good track record. You have to work on yourself, and you actually have to be responsible. And it is a great
1: deal advice. of work. Very good advice. It, it is.
0: It is, <laughs> it's, isn't it? It is. And and you have. Yeah. This is not okay. Well, I'm not going to work in an office anymore. I'm just going to do this. You go through. We go through this process for many years in our head, sometimes even before we quit that job. In my case, that's mm-hmm. obviously the case. And you work on yourself and your responsibility with it because when people come to you, they open up and they expect for yes. you to have compassion. And it's like someone showing you their wound. If you're going to pour salt on it, that's, yes. that's not cool. you know. But if you can say, at the very least, I can't, Fix all of your problems. Well, what I can do is I can listen, offer you my gifts, and hopefully we can find the, the best bandage to put over it until it heals. You know, it's one of those things. So, you know, I always yeah, tell people,
1: makes a lot of sense. No, it
0: does. It does. Sure it it does. does. <laughs> the compassion is key. Like. If I don't feel like I I want to talk to people and I'm upset, I'm responsible enough to say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just not doing well these days. Just give me another week and, you know, I can see you. But thankfully, I'm most of the time happy and well enough to do readings as often as I do. So I'm very thankful to God for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, you're a human too, you know, so that's, you know, at least you're honest about it. So we don't have a lot of time left. I was wondering if you would mind taking like one call right now, and then we can talk again after that.
0: Sure, sure.
1: All right. Um, yes. Okay. We have area code five six. On you're on the line with Beyond the Gate Radio. Well, Hi, how you know. are you?
0: Hi. Hello? I you hear you. Maybe with you. Hello? I'm sorry. Hello? Oh, can you pull the phone away just a tiny bit? It sounds really loud. Okay. Okay, I can hear you. A little muffled, but I can hear you. Okay, how are you? Welcome okay.
1: to Beyond That's the Gate and who do we have? My name is
0: Nancy. Hi, Hello, Nancy. Nancy. Welcome how are to the you? Show.
1: I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Well, the reason for my call is um, I wanted to get maybe an insight
0: on what is going to happen or with this guy and I, we've known each other for eight months, and we have a strong connection and just want to get an idea maybe where it's going to go. Okay. Well, I feel like this relationship is really good for you in the respect that I feel like you're actually asking questions and looking at things better than you did before in other Mm -hmm. relationships. Is that right? Where you're actually stopping and you're like, okay, you're like taking those baby steps. Okay. So that's good. I feel good about it. And I also feel good about the fact that you're taking the reins on with him as far as like, um, I don't mean that you're controlling him, but you're directing mm-hmm. it. Um, and I feel like it's more in your hands. And I keep seeing the number eight. So I feel like in eight months, you two will be okay. more se- on the more serious, like, more serious level where you feel trusting enough to con- talk to him about, basically, what your stuff that you're asking me, like, what you're asking me right now. And it'll be more mm-hmm. – um, more on that level of seriousness. Um, okay. And so, yeah? Yeah? Does that sound mm-hmm. good to you? <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah this feels good. like a good relationship. And also, don't be so shy and afraid um, to to really just be, not just be yourself, but talk, to speak about what's on your mind. Don't hold back too much, because it's really not going to mm-hmm. scare him away. And I feel, like, okay. cause I feel like you kind of don't say certain things because you don't want to come off a certain way, but that's not yeah. it. Maybe think about what you're going to say, but don't hold it in. Maybe reword it in your head so you know it doesn't sound in a way that's going to make you feel uncomfortable, but don't hold it in. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like you can talk to him. I feel like you can do that. Really? Um, yeah, and I also feel like for him, the relationship, he, too? he has... Is he what? Does he hold back, too? Yes. I was just going to say, you you read my mm. mind. He holds back, too. He's got a guard up, too. But he does have a right to have that guard up because he had it down before and it did not go well in his favor at the end. Mm. And I i just feel like he was too mature for the last situation and it his maturity wasn't respected. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I, You know when somebody's mature and they're up against somebody who's totally immature and can be disrespectful, that it's just like mm-hmm. the person who's mature just doesn't want to take themselves seriously anymore, so they just, like, it just goes flat? I feel like that, yeah. and I, I do like that for the both of you, because I see you is equal in that respect. And it's so important in relationships well, to have the equal amount of maturity because if it's not there, then you're going to be raising a child and it's just... Right. <laughs> well, <I, you> know, <laughs> uh, that a makes
1: sense thing. for you, Nancy. Yes, yes well, thank sure. you very much for your call. I apologize. We couldn't be a little bit longer, but we're limited on time today, but I hope that uh, Alma gave you some good advice there. I really do, and I thank you so much for your call. So... I'm amazed. I was listening Thank to you, you, and you really got to the energy right away. And you, you know, saw pretty much what I've seen as well. And I think that's really good. So, Yay. you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, which, it's really what good. You to do be is really these great a lot great relationships. Of people.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I really enjoy it. I love it. I love to just, like, some people come in such panic, and then when they leave me, they're like, and I'm like, thank you. I helped another person. It feels so good to just help someone, like, feel like they just took a load off of their chest and, like, feel like they can once again see the light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how close or far it is. It's there. So that's it's a relief. Thank you so much for letting people call in and talk to me it's, I just this is a great way to end my Sunday
1: <laughs> yes well you certainly sound like you're having a wonderful time on the show and uh, we enjoy listening to you talk your energy is really uh, clear and really good thank Very you happy. so much
0: <laughs> yeah like my post which I got a cheer for today so it made me really happy <laughs> I try I do my best
1: uh, now, now Alma, did you want to mention your, your website and anything else that you want to uh, mention?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Just to close, my website is www.almatheseer.com. dot com, and I to those people who I mail a business card to, there's purposely no phone number on it. I have a really large, um, I could say client base because everyone's like here and overseas, so it's email, and I'm in the middle of. Changing my website and doing stuff, that takes a lot of time, but I'm so thankful that everyone is really patient with it. And thank you for liking my posts, and you can like my fan page. The baby is me when I was a baby. (laughs) There was a time when I was that small. I'm not that big, but, yeah. So (laughs) I'm still short, but I was really small, and the the hands that are on my arms are my father's hands holding me up, and I look like I'm like a little deer in headlights. But that's me. It's my fan page, and it's the daily thing. (laughs) <laughs> and That's it.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I know you have something to do after this. That's why the show was short tonight. But we'd like to have you on again uh, a little bit longer and perhaps take some more more callers. But at least we got one in. And you know, yeah. I needed to have you at least get one call in to tell to prove to everybody that you are as good as you are, especially the the reason you gave me. And uh, I want everybody to. Check out her website. I have it posted on the radio show page here at the bottom of her information. I have a link there. Be sure to visit her and give her a try. She's a wonderful person. She's a darling, and what she does, she really does it from the heart. Believe me, I know. Thank Thank you, Alma, so much for being here. You're like
0: another angel. (laughs)
1: Thank
0: you. Oh, thank you. You, too. I love you, too. So
1: my apologies to All the right. last caller that we didn't make it to right. this time call it, but please call tomorrow. The person that the one call we didn't get to. We'll get oh. to them tomorrow if they if they are willing to come to the show tomorrow. But or wait till you come on next time either way. And you can also visit her at a website or see her on Facebook and get an awesome reading from her. Thank you, Elma, uh, for joining us tonight. God bless you and I'll see you on Facebook and wherever.
0: God bless you, too. Thank you, too, so much. Have a beautiful evening.
1: Thank you, Alma. Have a wonderful day.
0: You, too. Bye. Bye
1: Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. Um, It was just a wonderful show. You know, it was a short show tonight, but she had something to do. But my scheduling and her scheduling, this is the only chance I had to get her on, but... Perhaps in another month or so, we'll have her on a little bit longer. we we'll take more calls. Tomorrow, though, we have a treat. Now, because this is from the U.K., I have to have the show at 10 o'clock in the morning, but we're going to have an hour and a half with uh, Rachel Park Delaney. She's a clairvoyant medium from the U.K., whisperingsouls.co.uk. That's her website. And so please join us for then. We're going to have a chat with her. And take some calls and chat and calls until we get through all the calls tomorrow. And you're even welcome to uh, ask questions through the chat if you don't feel like calling in. So, hate to end the show so early when we're starting to get so good, but sometimes that's the way it goes. But thank each and every one of you for coming tonight. God bless you. And if I don't see you tomorrow, I'll see you next Sunday. Have a wonderful night. Good night, Sherelle. Good night.